Hello and welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. I'm your host, your oldie host, John Lovering, and I was just listening to one of my classic rock songs for oldies here on my earbuds. Uh, it was a Beatles uh, rendition called uh, The Long and Winding Nose Hair. They did a great job on it. Okay, well, anyway, I was also answering some more mail today as two best friends, neighbors actually, who live in the small town of Let's see, it says Lanesboro, Minnesota. They requested the next two episodes of The Adventures of Marco Polo. Now, they write that they did not realize that Venetian blinds had been invented by the year 1271, and they were quite surprised to learn that Marco Polo was a Venetian merchant who sold those blinds in China. Uh, We would like to hear more about Marco Polo. Thank you. And it's signed B minor and D major. Well, B and D, I am sorry to tell you, but though Marco Polo was a merchant, he did not sell Venetian blinds. You see, he was from Venice, Italy, so they referred to him as a Venetian merchant, who of course was also an explorer and writer who traveled through Asia along with what was known as the Silk Road, a very slippery road, between 1271 and 1295. He was only 17 when he set out on his journey to China, and upon reaching his destination, he entered the court of the powerful Mongol ruler Kublai Khan, who then sent Marco on trips to help him administer his realm or his kingdom. Later in Marco's life, he wrote a book about his travels, and it is the stories from that book that this Australian radio series produced, directed, and starring George Edwards was adapted. On this track, you will hear episode three, Prisoner of the Old Man of the Mountain, and episode four, Awakening in Paradise. This series was produced in the late 1930s and was first aired in Australia in 1940, and then transcribed to 16-inch discs and shipped as a syndicated radio show all over the world. And now, here is episode 3 and 4 of The Adventures of Marco Polo, rebroadcast here on Heirloom Radio. Thank you for listening. Your support is very much appreciated. Now present the adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo was kidnapped by his father and uncle and taken aboard a vessel bound for Beirut. Marco Polo protested at the treatment he was receiving, but after talking with his servant Benno, he decided to make the best of the situation. Eventually, the vessel arrived at Beirut and the party proceeded overland in the direction of Persia. They crossed the trackless desert, having engaged many bearers and beasts of burden. Marco Polo began to feel the joy of traveling, 
but he bemoaned the fact that the party was not meeting with many adventures. At last they came to a huge mountain, and high up on the side of the mountain they saw a large, well-fortified castle. Their servant Benno informed them that this was the castle occupied by an eastern prince known as the Old Man of the Mountain. And it is of interest to note that later travellers bore out the absolute truth of Marco Polo's story of the Old Man of the Mountain, who was the origin of many tales of folklore. Marco Polo and his party were attacked by soldiers coming from the mountain stronghold. They were surrounded and captured and carried to the castle. There they were placed in a dungeon to await their fate. Ah, a fine ending to my travels to die like a rat in a dungeon. Marco, my son, you have courage, have you not? Aye, I have courage, father. Courage to fight. But how can I fight when I see no enemies? I have heard much of the old man of the mountain. I wonder if we will set eyes on him. Have courage, Marco. Mayhap it is not the will of this prince that we should die. We were outnumbered. There was no chance to fight to save ourselves. Come, Benno, tell me some of the stories you have heard of the old man of the mountain. Oh, they say he is indeed a wicked prince who has lived in this mountain stronghold for many years. Did you observe the gold and silver adornments in the castle as we were brought in? Did you observe the rich jeweled headdresses of the men-at-arms? All those I observed. Spoils plundered from defenseless travellers, I am told. Aye, master. Spoils plundered from defenseless travellers. All our goods, all our treasures have been stolen. But I have heard strange tales of this Prince Aloadin, who is called the Old Man of the Mountain... They say his warriors were all forced into his service, that he bewitches them by means of a strange drug which is called hashish. I have heard of the drug hashish. Perhaps that is why they call the soldiers of the old man of the mountain hashishians. They are the most murderous and deadly rogues in the whole world. They take this drug before they go into battle. Hark. Someone approaches. They are unlocking the door of the dungeon. You are to be taken into the presence of the Prince of Lourdes, he who is called the Old Man of the Mountain. You will prostrate yourself before him, and he shall decide your fate. I shall prostrate myself before no robber tyrant. Peace, Marco. No harm can come from your prostrating yourself. You will learn it is wise to humor these strange people. Remember, we desire to leave here alive. Come, follow me. And if you do not prostrate yourself before the prince, then will your heads be struck from your shoulders. Perforce we must obey. But we will not show fear, although our lives are at stake. The officer and the soldiers led Marco Polo and his party through the great hall of the castle, and the travellers were bewildered to see that the walls were hung with cloth of gold. The marble pillars were inlaid with lapis lazuli. The clothes of the attendants glittered with diamonds, rubies and precious stones. At last the party came to a halt before a door which appeared to be made of solid gold. Outside this door was a huge gong. The officer drew his sword and struck the gong.
Never have I seen such wonders, my father. Never such wealth. See, the golden doors are opening. Oh, I am afraid. We ought to go into the presence of the old man of the mountain. Follow me. Look, a great tiled hall. There is a fountain playing in the center of the hall, casting colored splashes of water. Never have I beheld such wonders. Look at the end of the room. There is a throne, and on it sits a fat old man. Doubtless, the old man of the mountain. Come, we are being led before him. Strangers, cast yourselves down. Prostrate yourselves before Prince Alurdin, who is called... The old man of the mountain. Willingly we prostrate ourselves before the mighty prince. Come, Marco, make your obeisance. Why does the young man not prostrate himself? He is bemused with wonder at the many sights which he has beheld. Come, Marco, do not be foolish. Obey. I obey. We prostrate ourselves before the prince, Sir Lorden. You may rise, strangers. I give you greeting to my mountain kingdom. The most high and mighty prince is gracious. Bring carpets, that the strangers may seat themselves before me. May we seat ourselves in your presence, almighty one? I have said that you may, O oh sour-faced man. <laughs> Marco, be silent. It seems that the mighty prince Alurdan has a discerning eye. Ah, you are a tall young stripling and proud. You hesitated before making obeisance to me. For that I ask your pardon, mighty prince. It is well. You may seat yourselves now. <laughs> Who is your leader? I am the leader, O oh mighty prince. The tall young man is my son. This man on my right is my brother, and the other man is our servant. It is not fitting that a servant should sit with his masters. Let him sit alone behind you. Benno, sit behind us. Tell me. What have you heard of me? We have heard that you are a mighty prince. That you have lived in this castle for many years, holding it against all comers. That you are one of the richest princes in the world. And we have come to pay our respects to you. <laughs> you were brought to pay your respects to me. You did not come willingly. <laughs> Whither are you bound? We are bound for Persia, where we carry a message from the Pope of Rome to the Khan of Persia. We are but peaceful traders, mighty prince, meaning harm to no one, and we would seek your friendship. The Khan of Persia is no friend of mine. Oft times has he sworn to make the road safe for travelers. Oft times has he tried to defeat me, to drag me out of my castle. But always we have remained safe, and his army has retired. Now I would speak with a young man, your son. Tell me, stripling. What think you of the wonders you behold? I am bewildered, O oh mighty prince. You are tall, strong, young. I have need of men like you in my army, my Hashishin. O oh mighty prince, my son comes with us on our journey. Your son can be of much use to me. Look you at my soldiers who stand about this great hall. They are chosen because of their strength, their height, their prowess in war. What name has this young man? My name is Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Would you like to join my army? Your Highness, I appreciate the honor you put upon me, but I must go on my journey with my father and my uncle. They are useless old men. There is not much of life left to them, but you can stay here amidst riches, luxury, 
And mayhap you will meet many beautiful women. Many beautiful women? Ah, my friend, I see the light of interest in your eyes. Would you spare the lives of my father, my uncle, and my servant if I remain here in your service, O mighty prince? I might find tasks for them in the castle. But know you that I am called the old man of the mountain, and that I have powers greater than Allah himself. Indeed, mighty prince, I have heard much of your power. Those who are my friends can be transported to paradise. Do you know what paradise is like, Marco Polo? I have not the same faith as you, mighty prince. I am a Christian. Paradise is the same for Christians as for Muslims. Think. Beautiful women with dark, bewitching eyes. Silken divans in which you may recline at ease. Rich, rare wines and perfumes. Ease, luxury, happiness, and all that the heart can desire. Is that not paradise, Marco Polo? It is not the Christian paradise. It is the Muslim paradise. And I shall send you to paradise with your father, your uncle, and your servant. Does that mean we are to die, O mighty prince? It means that you will be sent to paradise. But come, let us be friends. A moment, mighty prince. I beg that you let my uncle, my father, and my servant live. If you command me to stay here to serve you, I will obey your orders. You cannot stay here, Marco. Better to die with us. <laughs> Why fear death if death will take you to paradise? But come. You shall drink priceless wine with me before you go on your way to paradise. Bring wine for my guests and wine for the old man of the mountain. We do not wish your wine. Would you refuse to drink with me? Know you not that that is a deadly insult? Uh, I feel I need wine, something to revive my flagging courage. Well spoken. The wine is being handed to you. Note the cups are of solid gold studded with rubies and amethysts. A treasure robbed from the caravan of a wealthy Khan. And such wine as this needs gold and jeweled cups. It is the wine of the gods. Drink, my friends. Mayhap he means to be friendly to us, Father. I have heard it said that if these people offer hospitality and you accept it, then they will not take your life. Well, come then, let us drink. My friends, I pledge you in this priceless wine. May you have a quick and safe journey to paradise. Come, drink. It is the same wine as Prince Aloadin drinks. We drink, O oh mighty prince, unpledged to you our loyalty and friendship. It is well. Does the servant drink too? I drink, O oh mighty prince. Your cup is but of silver because you are a servant. But you have the same wine. Is the wine to your taste, my friend? Never have I tasted such wine. Uh, it is indeed the nectar of the gods. Drain it to the last drop as I have drained mine and hurl the jeweled cup away. Hurl them, I say, as I hurl mine. Speak, Marco Polo. Was the wine to your liking? It was to my liking, most high. You do not care to stay here where priceless jeweled cups mean naught to us? Where we can hurl them away because we have others of greater value? Your riches mean nothing to you, Marco Polo. I would fain go on my journey with my father and my uncle. You are bound on another journey. Do your eyes grow heavy? Of a truth, my eyes do grow heavy. <gasps> the wine was drugged. I swear it. Oh, my master, I am dying. And that wine was poisoned. Aye, the wine was poisoned. Oh. This devilish prince desires <laughs> that we should die. Ah, <laughs> my friends, the wine is working. You drank, you praised the wine. But know you that you are now on your way to paradise. I shall not die without striking a blow. Marco, what ails you? He fell to the floor. <laughs> Already he's on his way to paradise. <laughs> you shall meet him there. Your journey has started, my friends. <laughs> to paradise! 
to paradise. <laughs> Now present the adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo was taking his first great journey, accompanied by his father, his uncle Maffio, and his servant Benno. As the party were crossing the northern desert towards Persia, they were captured by the soldiers of Prince Aloadin, a notorious robber prince who was known as the Old Man of the Mountain. Prince Aloadin and his warriors were usually drugged with hashish, which gave them the desire to kill and murder. So they were called hashishins, from which we derive our modern word assassins. Marco Polo and his companions were forced to drink a priceless wine, and then they realized that they had been either drugged or poisoned. Some hours later, Marco Polo opened his eyes. Then he looked around him. He was in a room furnished in almost unbelievable luxury, lying on a divan covered with priceless silks and satins. The walls were hung with rich gold and silver draperies. Nearby was a table, which appeared to be made of solid gold. On this table was a golden flagon. With difficulty, Marco Polo struggled to his feet. Oh, where am I? What has happened to me? What strange place is this? A golden table, and golden flagon filled with wine. Dare I drink from it? Oh, my throat is parched. Drink, Marco Polo. The wine will revive you. Who spoke? Azoni spoke to you. Look upon me. Am I not beautiful? The most beautiful woman I have ever seen. What do you hear? Tell me, where am I? You are in paradise, Marco Polo. In paradise? Are you an angel? Perchance. Let me pour you a drink of this rare wine. Oh, give me the wine. I almost die of thirst. Drink deep, Marco Polo. I will drink gladly. Now tell me that your head is clear. <sighs> Let me think. Oh, yes, I... I remember... The old man of the mountain poisoned us. Prince Alodin bade you drink wine, and he transported you to paradise. But my father, my uncle, where are they? Look you down at the far end of this room. I see a divan. There is a man asleep there. That man is your father. He will soon awaken and see over to the left where I am pointing. Another divan. My uncle sleeps there. Soon he will awaken to taste the joys of paradise. Drink more of this wine, Marco Polo. Oh, yes, give me more wine. Never have I tasted such golden joy. Such wine is only given to those who are in paradise. Do you mean that... that I am dead? Rest your head upon the divan. Look you in my eyes, Marco Polo. 
You have said that I am beautiful. You are beautiful. But I must go to my father, my uncle. They want my aid. Oh, rest a while. Clasp your arms around me. Are all the angels in paradise as beautiful as you? Paradise is the place of beauty, Marco Polo. What are you called? You shall call me Azoni. Azoni, you are very beautiful. But I cannot believe that I am dead, that this is paradise. I am a Christian, not a Muslim. Why should I come to the Muslim paradise? Perhaps my beauty is not to your taste, Marco Polo. You have but to clap your hands for beautiful women to appear. <clears throat> I was chosen to bring happiness to you because of my peerless beauty. I must be dreaming. Look, you. I draw these silken draperies around the divan. Now we are alone together. Can you see through these gossamer draperies? I can see that my father has stirred. He is alive, too. He is in paradise. Quiet. Watch and listen, Marco Polo. Where am I? What has happened to me? Marco! Maffeo Benno! My father! I am here! Quiet! You must not speak to your father. I heard Marco's voice. Come to me, Marco. I need your aid. I am coming, father. Azoni, cast aside these draperies. Let me go to my father. Those magic silken draperies hold you prisoner, Marco Polo. Oh, this is maddening. Let me tear the draperies down. Father, I am coming to you. Marco, my son, where are you? A moment, Marco Polo. I will draw the draperies aside. Here I am, father. Marco, what has happened? This woman says that we are in paradise. Look, Uncle Maffio sleeps on that divan. In truth, we cannot be in paradise. Niccolo Polo, drink you of this wine. It will clear your head as it cleared the head of your son. Drink the wine, father. It is not harmful. I will gladly drink wine. My thirst almost kills me. Drink from this golden cup, proffered by the hands of Azoni. Am I not beautiful, Niccolo Polo? You are beautiful. I drink to you, fair maiden. Ah, that's better. Now tell me, where are we? I remember Prince Alodin tricked us, saying he would send us to paradise. Of a truth, he has sent you to paradise, Niccolo Polo. The fairest women in paradise are yours to command. Gold, silver, jewels are yours to do with as you will. Marco, does she mean that we are dead? I think so, Father. But see, Uncle Maffio stirs now. I suppose he will want wine, too. Help! Help! We've been poisoned! The man of the mountain has killed us. Mafio, we are here with you. Niccolo, Marco, what does this mean? It seems that we are in paradise. Let me attend to Mafio Polo. Come, Mafio Polo, drink of this wine. Who, who are you? I am Azoni, yours to command. You are in truth a handsome man, Mafio Polo. Azoni likes you. Give me wine. Do not cling around my neck like that. You are in paradise. See, I strike upon this golden gong. Watch what will happen. Niccolo, <laughs> am I mad or are you? Mayhap we are all mad, brother. Look, beautiful women, scores of them dancing around us. Other angels of paradise. Perhaps Azoni does not meet with your approval. Or choose for yourself angels who will serve you faithfully. I do not like this, Niccolo. We are good Christians. This seems to me to be a Muslim paradise. Perhaps because we were killed by a Muslim. We were sent here in error. Go away, you siren. I am no ladies' man. Niccolo, bid this girl unhand me. Our visitors are strange to paradise. 
seems that they do not like us. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Marco? The sight of you being embraced by a beautiful angel, Uncle Mafio. <laughs> well, well, why shouldn't I be embraced? I wish these girls would stop dancing around us. They're making me giddy. Perhaps our visitors to paradise are hungry. I strike the gong again. Watch and listen. What is going to happen now? More beautiful women are coming in bearing golden trays. And of a truth to tell, I am hungry. The food on those trays looks tempting. Peacocks from paradise. Roasted and garnished are on that tray. Each with a priceless jewel in its beak. Ah, well, I'm going to partake of a delicate morsel. And I think I shall too, my son. Barbaric food. And where is Benno? Oh, Azoni, where is our servant Benno? In the paradise for servants. <laughs> he cannot come here with his masters, but he is happy too. Ah, oh, come. There are many delicacies which are being offered to you. Many wines, spices, and precious foods. You're in paradise. Anything may be yours for the asking. I asked to return to Earth. I was happier there. Happier away from paradise, Matthew? When I clasp you and I look in your eyes... Uh, let me go! Niccolo, Marco, <laughs> this is not right! <laughs> well, you are in paradise, and an angel is offering you her favors, my uncle. Uh, <laughs> give me a piece of that roasted peacock. I, I feel a little hungry myself. Roasted peacock for a visitor to paradise. <laughs> and what else do you command? Well, do you really think we are in paradise, Father? I have never been surrounded by so much beauty and so much wealth. I suppose this is a must for my dear of paradise. But we are out of place here. What's that? Something else is going to happen. The women are all disappearing. Draperies are coming down from above. What a riot of color. Where are all the servants and the beauteous maidens? They have gone. Gone as if they were spirited away. The draperies hid them from our view. What is going to happen now? I'm sure we're dreaming. The draperies are being swept aside. See, the servants and the maidens have all gone. There is no one in the room. Look! The great golden doors are sliding apart. Who comes? Why, it is the old man of the mountain with his men-at-arms. So we are still alive. Well, my friends, was it not a taste of paradise? Was it to your liking? Tell me, mighty prince. Are we alive or dead? Am I not a mighty prince that I can transport you to paradise? That is no answer to my question. Are we alive or dead? You are alive, my friend. <sighs> but you partook of a drug which is called hashish. A drug of which I am the master. You knew many joys. You saw many beauteous things when you had that drug. You may always know those joys if you remain in my service. That was what I meant by paradise. It is not a paradise which I like, Prince Alorden. It is a paradise which I like. But your tired feeling is passing. Hashish is a mighty drug, and soon will come upon you the desire to kill. Mayhap you will kill each other. You will be left alone for the space of one more hour. When I return, you may be all living, or two of you may be dead. Who knows, the young stripling Marco Polo may kill his father and his uncle. <laughs> if he does, he will be pleased to remain in my service. Come, lock the doors again. Oh, the old man of the mountain is a very unpleasant person, and I think he's a little mad. Did we really see those women? 
Did he really speak to us only and taste that wine? Did we eat the roasted peacock? Or was it all a dream caused by the drug hashish? I do not know. But I wish you had never taken me away from Venice against my will. I would have been safe there now, happy in the arms of Juliana Vecchi. I hate you both for what you have done. Marco, use not those words to me. Uh, the puppy dares to speak to his father like that. He deserves to be flogged. So, Uncle Matthew, you think I deserve to be flogged. Well, you will never live to flog me, because I shall strike you now. Die, you whining dog. Marco, stay your hand. <laughs> 